Thank you for that. So that's a, that's a good song, and thank you for it. Let's take our Bibles tonight. We're going to go to 2 Timothy, uh, and, uh, and uh, we'll be there in chapter number 1, also in Ephesians chapter number 2. And, uh, and I mentioned this morning uh, on a, uh, at the end of the service kind of what my, uh, my topic will be tonight. And tonight is a topical message. Uh, and uh, I believe, obviously, we need to preach the Word of God, be instant in season, out of season. The, the Word of God is sufficient and pertains to everything. Uh, uh, it contains everything pertaining to life and godliness. Uh, and the Bible is very practical. And so much of my preaching is for us to take it and then apply it in our lives uh, today. It's 2022, 20, uh, uh, and we're living uh, in a different time. And, uh, and so... Uh, one of the, uh, I know I kid with Brother Omley, I, I kind of, you know, if envy wasn't a sin, I'd say I'd envy him in a way of, of, of being not on things like Facebook and stuff. In fact, I talked to a preacher, a preacher, uh, well, a couple of things, I guess it would be another rant, but a preacher called me and to ask about um, somebody, uh, and, uh, and they said, well, you know they didn't have Baptist baptism. And I'm like, no, I didn't know that, and, uh, and stuff. And so, um, you know, he's like, and here's what he said. He says, well, I'm not on the, he asked me about something else. He goes, I'm not on Facebook or on the Internet or whatever. And so he's asking me about something, like an actual conversation uh, that I was having with him. And so there was a couple of things this last several weeks uh, that are prompting this. But the most important part of that uh, is for our young people, uh, because uh, us older people, uh, although I love technology, I do, you know, and uh, I, I enjoy um, uh, all the, you know, the advances and how it can make our life easier uh, and all of that, love it. Um, I, I can study, I can resource things, you know. If you don't know how to fix something, you can just go to YouTube and find out how to fix it. There are a lot of positive advantages to the Internet. We know there are uh, just as many negatives, uh, and we've got to be very uh, careful. Uh, and uh, probably one of the, um, you know, one of the worst things parents you can do, I know it's 2022, worst thing you can do is give your kids a cell phone uh, that's got the internet on it. And I know most of them do. We collect this stuff when we're at camp. Uh, but uh, it used to be that uh, you'd have to go certain places and all kinds of stuff to see things. It's at everybody's fingertips. And as long as you can hold out, by the way, just because your friends have one. And, you know, and it might be even good for some of our young people to just voluntarily give up their phone uh, if it's becoming uh, an addiction to them. Uh, we're constantly in it. Every time we, we stop anything, we're in our phones. And, uh, and it's, it's a habit. And we associate downtime uh, with, with doing that. And, and society and technology has, has basically um, enabled that and cultivated that. Uh, but, but we have to be mindful of it uh, and, uh, and, uh, and approach it in the right way. Think about this way. <clears throat> um, whenever you want to do something um, like vacation or relaxing and stuff like that, you do analog things. All right? You go camping. You build something with your hands. Uh, you, you know, you cook something. You know, you, you, you do, you stop, you disconnect. That's the whole thing. We were at... Uh, a, a, a bike ride thing. We stopped at a barbecue place, and uh, and uh, brother uh, Springer asked for the Wi-Fi, uh, the Wi-Fi password. And here's what the uh, the the waitress said: something like, "We just we don't we don't we want people to talk to each other." And uh, you know, and uh, I thought that was kind of great. It didn't stop because you don't have to have the internet; you can just use your own data or whatever. Uh, and uh, and so w- the internet's everywhere. We can't escape it. 
Um, social media is not going anywhere, uh, and, uh, and it's something that we have to, um, as parents, uh, as a pastor, um, you know, uh, I have to talk about it just because uh, it's, it's very prevalent, and it's very dangerous. And, uh, and so I want to read two passages of Scripture, uh, Paul speaking to Timothy, and then Paul to the church at Ephesus, uh, and to kind of lead into this. Uh, remember, recently I've said... Uh, Everything's about perception or perspective. Um, we are uh, heavenly citizens. Uh, we're, our life is a vapor. And almost every single issue and problem we have uh, in our minds and our hearts uh, stem from uh, being too earthly minded uh, and, and not having our affections where they need to be. Um, the Lord, uh, we know this to be true. God's supposed to be first place in our life. If you believe that, say Amen. All right, and uh, we have to work. Uh, we have there's recreational things, there's stuff that you can enjoy, and I'm not saying don't enjoy those things. Uh, we have to we you know uh, I love food. Uh, I'll take pictures of food. I'll get into that here in a second. Um, but uh, there we have to be mindful of its effects on our own personal life, uh, and uh, and the dangers that lurk out there, um, especially for. Uh, for our teenagers. Teenage suicide is just up uh, tremendously uh, and, uh, and for a lot of reasons, uh, but some of it has to do uh, with uh, some of these dangers. So let's read, if we can, please, uh, in 2 Timothy uh, chapter number 1, verse number 8 and 9. The Bible says, Be not thou therefore, uh, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. This is Paul to Timothy, obviously. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Now, just briefly, he's, he's saying to Timothy to stir up the gift of God that is in him. Uh, he's strengthening him for his ministry and what he's going to be doing. Uh, he was pastoring uh, and, uh, and he is encouraging him. Uh, and he spoke to the fact that he was called according to God's purpose. Now, uh, we will quote Romans 8, 28, right? Uh, All things were together for good. And it says to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. All things don't necessarily work together for good for everybody. Uh, and, uh, and it's hard to, uh, to see God working in the affairs of our life when we have no relationship with God. If we're not saved, that would be... Um, a, you know, a given. Uh, but even Christians uh, who, who are saved by His grace, um, we uh, we're not aware of. We should be because it's in the Bible. But we don't see God's hand working. We, uh, we are most of the time uh, kind of doing our own thing, going our own direction. But God's, He saved us according to His purpose and His grace. And in fact, Ephesians, I had to turn uh, there, Ephesians chapter number 2. It's, not a, it's a very popular verse. I preach on it, mention it uh, in um, many messages. The Bible says, For you, you are, by grace are you saved, verse 8, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. And we, we speak to that in, in our soul winning uh, as we share the gospel with people. Uh, we're, not, we're not saved by the things that we do. It's all of grace. It's a gift, so we can't boast. If we could boast about it, um, you know, uh, if you go to church, you say, I go to church Sunday morning, I go Sunday night, whatever, you know. Uh, and I've done that to illustrate to other people why this isn't true. I've said, um, if, if we go to heaven on what we do, I'll say, I, I'm a pastor, I do this, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, and uh, I said, what do you do? And they're like, I don't do anything. I said, well, who's going to heaven? Well, probably you. And I said, well, uh, and then I would point out, it's not what we do that gets us there. It's what Jesus did for us. And we're, and we're saved by grace through faith. Uh, but the, the next part of that says that we are, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So God predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. God saved me. He, before he formed me in the belly, he knew me. So if you were to read in the book of Jeremiah uh, in, in chapter number one, you'd see uh, him saying, I can't do this, etc." God said, I, before, I, before you were even um, um, in the womb, I knew who you were. And he had a purpose and a plan uh, for Jeremiah to live out. We know the apostle Paul. Um, who, who penned Romans 8, uh, all things work together for good. Uh, had, his life was, you know, uh, great in some ways. He had status and whatever, uh, but he was, as I mentioned this morning, a murderer, uh, and God saved him. He did those things in ignorance, uh, and the Lord uh, saved him and changed him. Everybody who gets saved gets changed, all right? And uh, another message for another day. Uh, and, uh, but God, uh, the Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Uh, we, we know, uh, being confident, the Bible says in Philippians, of this very thing, uh, that he which hath begun a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Uh, and so when God saved me in 1987, um, before, before I was born in 1973, I had somebody text me earlier today uh, and said, um, what was, the text was, uh, you know, what were, your, what were you most afraid of um, uh, with, with the Vietnam War? <laughs> and, uh, and I said, how old do you think I am? Uh, and uh, and, I, and uh, he said, same, same age as me. I said, I'm 49. Uh, and it's like, I, the only thing I know about that is as I see it through the lens of history. Uh, and, uh, and so um, it is a, uh, we, we uh, God has a purpose and a plan. When he saved me in 1987, he knew me, he knew me before I was even born in 1973. Um, and uh, I got saved as a teenager, a lot of crazy stuff. But God knew I was going to get saved because he is a sovereign God. It was, it was free will. Uh, and, uh, and how God works it out, I'll speak to maybe Calvinism or whatever uh, another day. Uh, but um, but I, I gave my life to the Lord. I asked Jesus to save me. Uh, and I was bought with a price, change, et cetera. I had a, I had a plan, uh, and, and I, I, wasn't, I was thinking about this even last week. My, one of my goals, uh, or not my goals, but what I wanted to do um, for a career, I was going to go to college and become a shrink, and I kind of am. Uh, and uh, in many ways, uh, you know, I, I, I don't practice medicine without a license, uh, but uh, I do a lot of counseling. By the way, I find great value in that. It's biblical counseling, uh, and, uh, and, and I enjoy it. Uh, so it's something I enjoy helping people. I can preach messages and, and not know if people are getting it, but I can sit across the table and talk with somebody, and I can see the light bulbs, etc. and it's something that I enjoy. Never feel uh, that you're bothering me. Uh, by asking uh, to talk about stuff. Uh, and uh, so but I said, I'm gonna, I, I wanted to be a shrink because they made a lot of money. And, uh, and I thought, well, I could help people and, it, and I could make money. And, and, and that was my goal. And it's really the goal of a lot of people you know, in, in their life to do that and to, and to earn a living or whatever. But when I got saved, um, I became a living sacrifice. 
and my plans and my agenda for life had to be set aside uh, to, to, to surrender to the Lord uh, for whatever God wanted me to do. You know, fast forward all as many years, um, I'm in the ministry. Uh, and uh, so God had a purpose. God knew, God knew I was going to be your pastor. Is everyone with me? He's God. He knows everything. Um, but through the choices, and, and we know because we see it in the Bible, the choices that we make, and God works in the affairs of men, the things that, you know, Joseph said, what you meant for evil, um, God meant for good. So we, we see God working in all those things. And in hindsight, um, I look back, just like Paul did, to the things in my life and know that God had a, a plan for me to go through them in, in my life. Good things, bad things. Uh, and uh, and uh, as much as I regret sin and those, those aspects, uh, as a child of God, I can, those things help me too. Um, we don't, God doesn't get glory, the glory through our sin. Uh, and we've got to be careful that we, we don't twist the scripture, uh, but, uh, but, but God can help us and we can learn and we can be better uh, if we repent and we turn to God and we help other people. Uh, so perhaps you, you know, had something going on in your life, you've gotten victory over it. God can use that for you to help somebody else uh, that may be going through the same type of thing. If you're with me, say amen. So, so there, God's telling Timothy that God had a plan for you. Uh, all, if you're saved, you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. The works that you do as a saved individual, uh, God ordained it to be so. When we fail uh, to, to, to live out the giftings that God has given us his life for his purpose, uh, we sin. Uh, we're, we, we are not being the person that God wants us to be. Uh, and so another side note could be if God's given you gifts and whatever, uh, you got to use them for God. Uh, that's why he gave them to you. Um, and, and I can take singing for an example. I don't know how many times you hear um, a, a professional singer uh, in whatever genre giving their testimony. Uh, and most of them said, I started singing in church. And, uh, and, um, and, and now uh, the lyrics that they're singing, et cetera, the lifestyle that they're living is the, a far cry from all of that. And, uh, but it's amazing how many, you know what I'm saying? They, how many people say that's where I got my start. Uh, and uh, it's where they should have kept it uh, and, uh, and doing that. Uh, but it's just the, it's just the, the way of things go. So um, I said this morning, um, one of the uh, phrases that I've seen or hashtags or whatever uh, is this whole thing about like I'm living my best life. And you've seen it if you're on there. The only one that hasn't is Brother Omley. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, so uh, people would say they would post a picture of whatever. It's like, you know, they're on a beach somewhere and there's a rainbow. And, uh, and it would be hashtag living my best life. Okay. Uh, and uh, and I, want, I want all of our young people to know that's nothing new. Um, it's everything, you know, comes full circle. Never throw a tie away. Uh, and because uh, if it's out of style now, it will be in style again. Uh, and uh, and so like I, I sent a bunch to Kenya that one uh, time and I'm like, oh, that's like I could totally be wearing that tie now. Uh, and uh, so things come in 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 cycles and we know that in styles and different things. And uh, and by the way, let me say this, whatever's it, whatever's trending as a Bible believing Christian, you should just that should just be off putting to you. On its, on its surface. Because not everything that is trending or that is trendy, um, we get into this whole thing of what's worldly and, 
et cetera. Uh, and uh, and, and we, we have to be careful not, not to fall into those worldly trappings. Now, um, <clears throat> I don't know how when it was, but it was like a week or so ago. And again, I use Facebook and I use Twitter and, uh, and I post and doing that. But it was like seven days and I hadn't posted anything. And, uh, and so I, was, I, was, uh, I had some anxiety about it. Like I need, something, I need something to post. And I was starting to feel bad. Like well, there's like nothing cool going on uh, in my life that I could post about it. Like today somebody got saved uh, at the service and, and that was a blessing. Uh, but what preachers do is they, they post, hey, today was a wonderful day. And, uh, and God, was, God was here and met with us and somebody got saved or and whatever, but they don't, they don't post the ones like, you know, I, you know my message is bombed and I'm a loser uh, and, uh, and I don't even know why I'm in the ministry. Uh, they don't post those ones, all right? It's always when something good happens. We go to the internet not to give glory to, to the Lord necessarily, and God does get the glory in somebody getting saved. But, but most of the time, it's to curate an image of ourselves on the internet and just to show, hey, God is, God is using me or whatever. And I just appreciate it because I do from time to time see preachers like, you know, um, when God called me, you know, he, he must not have known what he was doing. Uh, and uh, God help me and uh, pray for the people of our church because I'm, you know, whatever, a weirdo. And, uh, and, uh, and so there's some honesty in all that. And uh, so somebody, I, so I posted something. And then uh, one of our longtime you know, friends said, um, oh, I'm so grateful. you. I've missed your posts. And, uh, and I thought, you know, like I honestly, um, you know, it's like I could, like I'm feeling anxiety about it. And, uh, and, and I, almost, I wish this stuff wasn't even there. But it is, and I know it's there and, and whatever. Um, but so th- that was one thing this week. Another thing that I've seen, uh, is uh, in with our teenagers, it's, this is super applicable, is there's like video shorts uh, on the internet of, let's say it's, a, it's a, um, a woman and she's got like, you know, teeth all busted out and, you know, just whatever, just big giant, you know, raccoon bags under the eyes and whatever and just a wreck. And, and then they go, boom, and then they're all made up. And it doesn't even look like the same person. And, uh, and it's a trending thing. And so uh, you can see time and time again. Now, let me say this. <clears throat> I think if like, I was in the dating world right now, um, I wouldn't take a second date until I saw a picture without the makeup. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm not, I mean, what it is, you know, is what it is. Uh, but it's just, uh, you know, it's like... You know, you wake up on the honeymoon and all the veneers are out and everything else and... <laughs> And you're like, whoa, false advertisement. And you can't sue, you know. I mean, it's, you know, the, the wrong one became the right one. Uh, but I'm just saying, it, it's, it's we, we make and curate an image of ourselves on the internet, young people, uh, that almost is never true. Uh, and, uh, and, and, it's a, and it's just something that, uh, that uh, I'm making aware, obviously. I think most of you know that. And, uh, and have made some decisions about uh, that. But I, but I was thinking, what, is that, you know, what does that mean? You live your, your best life now. And I remember, um, you know, uh, back at Oprah, Oprah Winfrey uh, kind of started all that. It's, all this is, is a, it's a rehash of mind over matter uh, and, uh, and having dreams and goals. And you should have goals or whatever. But it's, it's, 
usually when you're saying you're living your best life now, it's, it's something you think somebody else thinks is the best for you. It's, it's not necessarily what you're not living your best life. And like I said this morning, if you're lost, you don't know Jesus, this is your best life. Um, and, uh, and so there are people who say that, and, you know, it's kind of uh, true to a certain respect. But, but I thought about that in, in, I don't know what year it was, 2005 or whatever, um, Joel Osteen wrote the book, um, Your Best Life, like seven, whatever. And, uh, and I've, I've never had anything good to say about Joel Osteen. If you like Joel Osteen, you shouldn't. He's a heretic. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I'll get, you know, canceled on, on Facebook uh, with our feed. And, and that's not, I don't want to be worried about what, what, what I'm preaching. If, they, if, they, if I'm preaching something and they shut us off, I guess that just made the decision for us. And, uh, and uh, so, um, in like the, I don't know, whatever, I've not read it. I've looked at excerpts. In fact, you look on Goodreads and you can see it and you just read down and it just, it flies in the face of biblical reality. Um, God nowhere admonishes us to seek after wealth. In fact, the opposite is true. You know, and, uh, and, and so the whole wealth and whatever, but it's, you know, you got to live your best life now. Uh, and Oprah, she had her thing. And then it was like, I don't know, whatever, several years ago, a rapper uh, and, uh, and, and sang about your best life and then somebody else did it. And this is where, and it was like, it's like billions uh, of, you know, this reference to living your best life in, in pop culture. And, and why I want to mention that is, this is for all of us. Uh, I alluded to it a couple weeks ago. Um, all of us need to be better about calling so much the more, provoking our, you know, one another on the love and good works. Um, when you like stuff, uh, you are condoning it. Um, somebody's immodest on there, don't like it. Uh, somebody's doing something they shouldn't be doing, don't like it. I, it. To us, there needs to be a button that says, I, I see you. Like, I saw that you posted that, but there isn't. So you like it, uh, and it's just something you shouldn't do. In fact, you should send them a message privately and say, it breaks my heart to see you doing that. And, uh, and you need to be more mindful uh, and uh, and I, you know, I'll nudge people on it and, uh, and stuff. So uh, if you scroll through Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, you find handfuls of, of captions and posts of people proclaiming uh, that they're living their best life. And, and it's really a pop culture thing. Uh, and, uh, and so it's kind of like young people, if you like take a picture of whatever uh, and, uh, and, and you're curating an image and you're like hashtag living my best life, parents ought to just take the phone away. Make you cancel the difference, uh, all the different social media apps and whatever. Uh, and I'm not saying you're with your family on vacation, you're whatever, you're doing that. There's you're communicating, and people want to know how you're doing or whatever. But as a but as a Bible believing Christian, this is not our best life. Uh, and uh, why would we think that a broken, sin sick world would have anything to offer us? to be in our best life. It isn't. Remember, it's perspective. Um, we are just passing through. You're living a vapor life. Uh, and uh, we say only, we know, only what's done for Christ is going to last. God nowhere uh, in the Bible uh, tells. So uh, Oprah, like, 
she hosted an event like in 2010, you know, live your best life. And it's kind of like her brand. And so as I think, what, what, does, what does the world mean uh, when they say living your best life now? And this is the best thing I could come up with. And I'll, I'll read it twice. And it's just a, a, a sentence. Um, but when people say, and again, there are people that say it, save people, lost people. It's, it's a thing. Um, it, it means one, your best life is a life that encompasses reaching new levels of self-awareness and self-growth that ultimately leads to taking actions that help you to discover uh, and hone into your interests, talents, and passions. I'll read it again. Um, living your best life, most people, one, it's a life that encompasses reaching new levels of self-awareness and self-growth that ultimately leads to taking actions that help you to discover and hone into your interests, talents, and passions. Um, we, we've said it like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Um, and so there, it's, it's been said many different ways uh, over the course of time. Uh, but what our young people, um, there's a, a, it's like it's, it's, we get on it because we have this fear of missing out. And in fact, it's an ac- acronyms, FOMO, uh, you know, and it's like YOLO and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and, uh, and, I, and I'm kind of like, the kids are like, oh, don't talk like that. Uh, and uh, I understand. Uh, but it's, we've, we've, the reason we, we want to know what's going on. We, we're afraid of missing out. And by the way, it, you should like come to church every service for fear of missing out. More than, you know, I got to get on and see what everybody else, uh, everybody else uh, is doing on the Internet. Um, social media isn't a true representation of our lives. Uh, it's um, um, ministry. Uh, you know, I try to be very careful. We have a website for our church, um, our services. There's that, this is not a big production. Uh, like when people come to Berean Baptist Church, um, they'll say something like, I thought you'd be taller. Uh, and uh, so there's that. Um, but, but there's no, like, we don't curate an image like we're this ginormous ministry. And then people show up to the church, and, and it's not. But, we, but you see that time and time again. Uh, and, and how, you know, God says, you know, he must increase, I must decrease. And we can't be kingdom builders. We know that as, as preachers. Uh, but we're pushing brands and all these different things. Uh, and, uh, and, it's just not a true representation. Our presentation of ourselves online, young people, is carefully and strategically planned. And it highlights uh, uh, only our fun, you know, successful moments. Uh, it, it doesn't like, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm in my room crying, you know, because, you know, um, I have no friends. Uh, that that isn't what that isn't what we would say uh, online. Uh, it's uh, and uh, and every every picture that you take's got fifteen filters. And like if somebody met you in person, they would not recognize you for all the filters. And uh, we saw one like you know uh, not too long ago, somebody we knew, and and there's nobody here, uh, and 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 I was like, who is that? And it was like it took like fifty years off of them. And, uh, and so it's, uh, it's, it, it's crazy. Be careful about that. I like I use filters. It's like c- the, the cool, whatever it is, and then I put a border around it or whatever, and that's about it. Uh, but if you take a picture and you look like a cartoon, 
uh, and, uh, and then you meet somebody. Um, it's just, like I say, it's false advertising. But what you put on there does not represent necessarily your whole life, uh, your actual life. And, and we can, you know, the, the person that we truly are, um, by the way, <clears throat> um, God doesn't make mistakes. And I'm, I don't mean this to be cliche, cliche or whatever, but we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. God made you the way that you are. And the, the, the issues and things that we have with, you know, our self-image, um, it, it doesn't come from this book. It, come, it comes from our exposure to everything else under the sun. And, and, uh, and what's made it exponentially worse is our access to the Internet. And, uh, and so, so boys, girls, and everybody, um, we feel, you know, everything, we're comparing everything with everybody else. And God says it's not wise to do that, yet it is, it is it's, it's prevalent. It is, um, um, it's sad. So it feels like best and living our best life, um, like it, like it's, it's so subjective, uh, and, uh, and we, we, we let culture dictate um, what it is that we communicate to them on a daily basis. Now, I wish none of it was there. Um, I, you know, that would, be, that would be a blessing. But it is, and that's the day that we live in. But what I'm saying to you tonight, and, uh, and maybe not in a, a, a very effective way, is that um, you've been, mar- the Bible says, marvelously made. Amen. Uh, you, um, you, there's, there's no mistakes. Um, God made you male or female. Sorry, Facebook. Uh, and, um, and there's all that kind of stuff constantly pressuring it. And it's, and it's being slammed on our kids younger and younger and younger. Uh, and uh, from the school systems to, to all that kind of stuff. And by the way, preachers warned us about it decades and decades ago. And we, and we, and we called them legalists uh, and, uh, and on and on and on. And we pushed and we so much pushback. Uh, and uh, and we, we, we should take some responsibility uh, in our culture for uh, the shape that it's in. Uh, and uh, fortunately, we don't. And, uh, and so when you, you know, live in your best life uh, and, uh, and all of that, I'm just saying it's going to be impossible for you if you keep following the worldly trends or whatever, um, it's going to be nothing but disappointment uh, and, uh, and, you know, comparing yourself um, and feeling bad about yourself, and, and you just really shouldn't. Um, God's, God chose you. He saved you. He has a purpose and a plan for your life. And your job, really, uh, as a Bible-believing Christian is to find out what that purpose is and to live that out. And mom and dad, that purpose might not be making a bunch of money. Um, it, could, it could be being a servant in whatever area, um, whether it's ministry or whatever. And you, you know how the world, too, they'll, they'll look at somebody who, let's say they, you know, they go to um, a, a developing country uh, and they live in a village and they, you know, they went to medical school and so they live there and just help people. Uh, and, um, and they don't have, you know, the six-figure salary uh, and all the fancy stuff, the world looks at that uh, and says, that's something. That that person would make that choice 
to be without uh, to help people. Uh, and, uh, but then, you know, uh, the Bible-believing Christian family whose who's son or daughter says, I want to be a missionary, and then we get all bent out of shape like they're going to be broke and live in hand-to-mouth uh, like it's a terrible, terrible decision. Um, and, uh, and it just really isn't. And the pro- our problem is that we have a perspective problem. We have, we have um, you know, bought into this idea. Uh, I'm running out of time. I'm going to have to make this two-part message. Uh, and no, I won't. I'll just get it done right now. Uh, and uh, we know the Bible says that where your treasure is, there your heart be also. God tells us we can't serve God and mammon. I mean, we, we understand all this stuff. We know that we're to take no thought for tomorrow, um, that God provides for us food, shelter, uh, and, uh, and, and he knows what we need before we even ask him. Um, we're set our affections on things above, not on things uh, on the earth. Uh, we're supposed to be heavenly minded. Um, we're supposed to be laying up treasures in heaven. Again, I think it's perfectly fine, you know, to save and whatever, doing all that. Um, but money should have purpose, not just value. Uh, and we overemphasize the lives that we live now in a, in a, in a way that is not productive, spiritually speaking. Um, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather die and be before the Lord and, uh, and having laid up treasures in heaven uh, than have, having lived a whole life and enjoying all that you can enjoy in life. I'm, please, I'm not saying don't, you know, don't enjoy. It's perspective. Like, I like a good steak, but I should be content with ground beef. All right? Um, we, there's nothing wrong with enjoying things as long as we're grateful and we understand where it came from and the Lord is good. Uh, and, um, but, but this is not my best life. Um, my best life is to come. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, eternal life is way longer. Uh, and, uh, and you're going to, um, you know, when you think of the Bible, the Bible tells us that the kingdom of heaven is, is not worldly wealth. Uh, and, it's, and it's not seeking after God. People say, well, doesn't God want me to live in comfort and have financial security? Uh, and, uh, but we only have to look at the Lord um, or his, um, his apostles to know that the best life now philosophy is, is 100% devoid of truth. Uh, our Lord didn't have a place to lay his head. Uh, and, um, and so if, if we go through this, our earthly, whatever we want to call it, the, our journey, your path, living your dash, running your race, uh, and, uh, and you do so, uh, and you don't have you know, what your neighbors have or whatever, um, as a Bible-believing Christian, there's a contentedness that we should have as Christians. Um, and every single one of us struggle, myself included, you know, with those things. And, um, but, uh, but it's all about uh, perspective. So uh, I'm just going to stop because uh, I think you get the point. Um, p- God has a purpose and a plan. Uh, he has said that, and we could, we could go into, um, you know, uh, 2 Corinthians and James and um, uh, we could look at Job. Uh, we let David, I mean, every, every individual in the Bible, the Apostle Paul, a great one, he was on, he, he, he had his career path. And God saved him and, and, and changed it. And I'm thankful that God saved him uh, and, uh, and he was uh, who he was. Uh, but 
Um, nowhere in the Bible um, does, does God or any of the writers that wrote under inspiration of Scripture uh, that tells you to seek after um, worldly treasure uh, and the best that you can have. If, if God blessed you, praise the Lord. Um, but you should never feel, as a Christian, um, that you're less-er of a person if you don't have what your neighbor has. In fact, God says not to covet it. Um, um, we're not to be envious. We're not to be env- envious at the prosperity of the wicked. You know, it's just like, oh, they just signed a, you know, five-year, $300 million contract to throw a ball. And you think like, Lord, can I have a little bit of that? And, uh, and, we, and we all, but, but even the psalmist said, until I went under the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. And so when I say, if you're not saved, this is your best life right now, live it up. Eat, drink, and be merry. Uh, because when you step out in eternity, it's nothing but wailing and gnashing of teeth and darkness. And it isn't a party. I'm just going to go to hell with all my friends and just going to party and live it up. That's not what hell's like. Uh, but for somebody who doesn't know Jesus, I understand. We all should understand. That's all they have. And, uh, and so enjoy it, whatever. Have, you know, five houses and, you know, all this different stuff. Um, I was talking to an individual. Yeah, I'm just going to close this stuff. And uh, just the other day, had, some, uh, had a meal with them. And, uh, and they, are, they, they have been attending, uh, actually, a Mennonite church. And, um, and, and what they said was, they're a visitor there, and they, and they said what they, how they live their life is nothing like how I live my life. And I, I agree, and I understand all that. And, uh, but... Um, In a way, what they were confessing was um, their best, they're living their best life right now. And, uh, and even in that conversation, um, they are prof- they're a professing Christian, uh, but um, use vulgarity, like the worst kind, a couple different times, like it just slips out. <laughs> Remember, what comes out of our mouth comes from our heart. And, um, and, and so I feel for, and, and I love them, I pray for them, and I, and, and I, I want this person to be saved. Uh, and, uh, but uh, when the Bible says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man, and, um, and when, when, when we get caught up in, in worldliness and keeping up with the Joneses and all this different stuff, and, uh, you know, uh, if you got a job and it pays you, you know, $1,000 an hour, um, you need to give more to missions. Uh, and uh, I'll just put that out there. Um, again, please don't misunderstand. If you have a great job, the Lord gave it to you. Uh, whatever skills that you have that you've developed over time, God does all that, and you got to give Him the glory. And you, you know, it's like I'm, you know, I'm awesome, uh, and uh, and you take the glory. That's not what God wants, and we know it. Uh, but we, but we don't live that way. And uh, and so um, your best life is is when when you slip off into eternity as a believer. And you're going to spend eternity with him. And what you do now affects that. Uh, and, uh, and so you're better off um, being in the center of God's will um, and, and, and living hand to mouth than to be out of God's will and raking it in. And so for our young people, like, I give my life to the Lord or whatever. And, uh, and um, they, as a parent, you should be like, yes. Um, and God, whatever you want them to do, just show them. 
and, 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 and be satisfied with whatever that is. And if it's like, man, you know, they're just going to struggle and, uh, and whatever. Uh, but when you live for the Lord, it's like when you do what you, you know, when you're serving the Lord. Um, I mean, I just know so many children of God, servants, pastors or whatever in, in their life from a financial standpoint uh, and whatever is, um, it's tough. And you, you've all been good to us. And I'm thankful for that. And, uh, um, but I know this, is that some of those Christians who stayed faithful and, uh, um, and barely making it, and it's not like, you know, they'll pull in whatever and it's like they got nothing. And uh, they're happy, contented. Um, and and uh, they, um, I wish that spirit um, for myself, for you, and, uh, <clears throat> and don't get caught up in it. And parents, be on the, the lookout for it in your young people. Parents, watch out for itself. I, Brother Omni, he could sleep through this whole message. Uh, and, uh, and it doesn't affect him. Uh, I mean, it does. Uh, he doesn't know it. Uh, and, uh, but uh, it's, um, we, live, we live in perilous times. And the best thing that we can do is set our affections on things above and just fight. Um, fight the temptation to just to embrace culture uh, and, uh, and the trends of today uh, and, and, and realize that what, what's going on right now is just the beginning. And, uh, and, and there's so much more for me. And young people, if you can get that perspective when you're a teenager... And not have to like, you know, chase after the world for 10, 20 years and then finally God ring your bell when you're in your 30s and you lost your marriage and, uh, and on and on. So much better. So if your young people came back from camp and like, I want to serve God, um, you know, celebrate that. And, uh, and um, help them along in that process. And if it's like, well... You know, you get behind closed doors like, well, Johnny's, you know, he's going to go off to Bible college and, you know, he's going to come back from there, live in our basement, uh, you know, and whatever. Uh, and, uh, and that's the attitude you got. Man, you got to check that. And, uh, and, uh, and so um, uh, God, where God guides, he provides. And the worst place your, your young people can be is often some big city somewhere chasing dollar bills uh, and being out of the will of God. Uh, and, um, and, uh, and they're just all just like photoshopping, cover, whatever. It's just everything's just, you know, who you are um, in real life needs to match up with your persona and whatever elsewhere. And, uh, and so and, you know, if somebody comes up to you like, oh, you're, somebody comes to me, oh, you're Bob Reno? You don't even look like Bob Reno. Because I, you know, filter everything and all whatever and the different stuff. And somebody told me the other day you can get up to six-inch leg extensions. And, um, you know, and uh, like you should, get, you should get some of them. And uh, I'm like, whatever, dude. Uh, and uh, God made me the way that I am. And, uh, and, when I, and by the way, when I or you, we look in the, in the mirror and we're discontented, um, it's almost like we're telling God you made a mistake. And, um, and again, whatever, just like, you know, the makeup stuff. I had a preacher a long time ago who said, hey, 
If the barn needs paint and paint it. Some of you get that here uh, in a minute. And, uh, you know, and stuff. And that's an old one. But some of you act like you never heard it. Uh, and, uh, and I'm just, I mean, brush your teeth and comb your hair, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but just be true. And, um, and just be happy. That, you know, um, I like how Brother Beckham, when he, he would say it, it's so simply. It's like, you know, God let me wake up today. And, and uh, you know, and I wish, I wish we all like, yes, this is the day that the Lord hath made. And, and we'll quote it, but we're like, oh, this is the day the Lord hath made. And, and, and we, just, we just can't live that way. I got to stop. Let's all stand. And, uh, and we're going to pray tonight. Um, but I'm just saying, be on the lookout. And I needed to mention it because it's just a trap. And uh, your kids, they got Instagram and all the different stuff. Parents, you know, get the passwords. Young people, you should, you should give them to them. And, uh, and, uh, and um, give them access to all of that kind of stuff. And it's important that we, uh, that we as Christians, um, we don't make provision for the flesh and that we abstain from appearances of evil, all that kind of stuff. And so ask God to help us this evening. Uh, so that heads about our eyes closed, the panel's playing. If God spoke to your heart, do some business with the Lord. Maybe young people, you've got to be a little more transparent with what you've got. Maybe parents, uh, you need to be more proactive. Uh, and uh, your, your uh, teenagers, social media persona. And um, we hear every day on the news about this person, that person taking their life uh, because... Um, of some video that was posted uh, or their sense of belonging um, has been affected. So many different things that, that really shouldn't even be in our realm of thought as a child of God. 